Welcome to the podcast of the First Baptist Church of Tryon. I'm Jeff Harris. I'm the pastor here at First Baptist, and I'm grateful for you joining us today. I must say, podcast might be a bit of a stretch because really this is our weekly sermon, and I'm grateful that you've taken the time to listen to this week's sermon. I will give one word of warning, though, especially to those of you who are driving. Sermons um, from time to time tend to put people to sleep, so if you're driving, be real careful. We don't want you to fall asleep, because we'd love to have you tune in next week. (laughs) I hope you enjoy this week's sermon, although enjoy is really not the intended outcome of a sermon, but I am grateful that you took the time to listen, and I hope you have a great week. I'll catch you next week. ...of Easter. I'm grateful to be worshiping with... Some of you in person and some of you here joining us on Zoom and others on YouTube. So we're grateful for the technology that allows us to do this in this kind of hybrid sort of way. And when all the technology works the way it's supposed to, we're very grateful. And when it doesn't, we'll just keep our mouth shut, right? So it, it mostly works, though, and I'm always grateful for the folks who are helping make this work. Harper's running the camera for us, and Jacob's running sound, and Jody administers the meeting um, off-site at home so she can actually hear what it sounds like on Zoom in real time. So thank you for those folks helping. And just a reminder for folks who are joining us on Zoom, if you're seeing mainly me now, uh, well, I apologize for that, but that's the way it's supposed to be. We spotlight the people who are leading in worship So that means you're on the speaker view. If you're still seeing lots of little squares, you're on the gallery view, and you can watch in either way, but the speaker view is easier to follow worship and to see who's leading us at that time. So from this place and this community and further than that, may we join our hearts together to worship the living God as John Spinks transitions us into worship with the ringing of the Trinity. Hallelujah, Christ is risen. Christ is risen indeed. Darkness has been vanquished. The brilliant light of hope has come. Come, let us worship and celebrate the good news. Hallelujah, Christ is risen, amen. Let us worship the risen Lord.
Let us pray. Father, we thank you for leading us safely to our place of worship this morning. We thank you and praise you that we were able to worship you as free men and women and free boys and girls. Remind us daily of the freedoms we enjoy as your people. We come to you in these moments to confess our sins and to ask for forgiveness. Bless us with the inner peace we long for. We pray that you would fill our time of worship with grace and love. We praise you and thank you for giving us the opportunity to be part of your work and for giving us the technology to better serve you. Prepare us and guide us as only our Savior and living Lord can as we enter into this time of worship. We pray you would join us now in this time we are together. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Of worship and grace and love. We praise you. A reading from the first letter of John. Beloved, let us love one another because love is from God. Everyone who loves is born of God and knows God. Whoever does not love does not know God. For God is love. God's love was revealed among us in this way. God sent his only son into the world so that we might live through him. In this is love, not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son to be the atoning sacrifice for our sins. Beloved, since God loved us so much, we also ought to love one another. No one has ever seen God. If we love one another, God lives in us and his love is perfected in us. By this, we know that we abide in him and he in us because he has given us of his spirit. And we have seen and do testify that the Father has sent his Son as the Savior of the world. God abides in those who confess that Jesus is the Son of God, and they abide in God. So we have known and believe the love that God has for us. God is love. And those who abide in love abide in God, and God abides in them. Love has been perfected among us in this, that we may have boldness on the day of judgment, because as he is, so are we in this world. There is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear. For fear has to do with punishment, and whoever fears has not reached perfection in love. We love because he first loved us. Those who say, I love God and hate their brothers or sisters are liars. For those who do not love a brother or sister whom they have seen cannot love God whom they have not seen. The commandment we have from him is this. Those who love God 
must love their brothers and sisters also. The word of the Lord. Thanks, Thanks be to God. I wish I could stand before you today and say, sing to the top of your voices. That's not possible yet, but it will be. But I can ask you to sing to the fullness of your heart and the message can get through just the same. Blessed assurance, Jesus is mine. Blessed assurance, Jesus is mine. Oh, what a foretaste of glory divine. Heir of salvation, purchase of God. Born of his spirit, washed in his blood. This is my story, this is my song. Praising my Savior all the day long. This is my story, this is my song. Praising my Savior all the day long. Perfect submission, perfect delight. Visions of rapture now burst on my sight. Angels descending, bring from above. Echoes of mercy, whispers of love. This is my story, this is my song. Praising my Savior all the day long. This is my story, this is my song, praising my Savior all the day long. Perfect submission, all is at rest. I in my Savior am happy and blessed, watching and waiting. Looking above, filled with his goodness, lost in his love. This is my story, this is my song, praising my Savior all the day long. This is my story, this is my song. Praising my Savior all the day Book of John, chapter 15, verses 1 through 8. I am the true vine, and my Father is the vine grower. He removes every branch in me that bears no fruit. Every branch that bears fruit, he prunes to make it bear more fruit. 
You have already been cleansed by the word that I have spoken to you. Abide in me as I abide in you. Just as the branch cannot bear fruit by itself unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. Those who abide in me and I in them bear much fruit, because apart from me you can do nothing. Whoever does not abide in me is thrown away like a branch and withers. Such branches are gathered, thrown into the fire, and burned. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, ask for whatever you wish, and it will be done for you. My Father is glorified by this, that you bear much fruit and become my disciples. The word of the Lord. Thanks Thank be to God. Our next hymn brings home the scripture that we have already heard this morning. They'll know we are Christians by our love. We are one in the Spirit. We are one in the Lord. We are one in the Spirit, we are one in the Lord. And we pray that all unity may one day be restored. And they'll know we are Christians by our love, by our love. Yes, they'll know we are Christians by our love. Other, we will walk hand in hand. We will walk with each other. We will walk hand in hand. And together we'll spread the news that God is in our land. And they'll know we are Christians by our love, by our love. Yes, they'll know. Christians by our love. We will work with each other. We will work side by side. We will work with each other. We will work side by side. And we'll guard each one's dignity and save each one's pride. Yes, they'll know we are Christians by our love, by our love. Yes, they'll know we are Christians by our So I want us to pass the peace with each other as we've done for these last few Sundays. So I am going to spotlight those of you here in the sanctuary. Give me just one second to find you. 
All right. There it is, all the way at the very bottom, sorry. Oh, I didn't mean to do that. Oh, I just messed that up, sorry. I stopped the video over there and I'm not gonna go back to, that's, anyway. So just wave and pretend like those people can see you and you can say, peace of Christ be with you. And yeah, sorry about that. So yeah, I should probably let Jody do that. She would probably not mess that up like I did, so. So our text, the text from which the sermon comes, is the, the reading from 1 John. This reading that you know well. This, this reading that is wrapped up with that other reading from John about the vine and the branches, about us abiding together with God. And it prompts this question for me, because I think in many ways we... We may not wrestle with it enough, or we may not think about it enough. But I think every once in a while it comes into our minds, and we do wrestle with it. And the question is this, does God really love us? Does God really love us? Now, most of us have heard over and over and over and over that God loves us. And I think most of us believe that. I think most of us believe that's true or we probably wouldn't be here. Probably wouldn't be zooming in for worship if you didn't believe that. And yet, there are some days in which that can be hard to believe. For a number of reasons. One of the leading reasons that people question God's love is because life can be really hard. Bad things happen, terrible things happen, and that can be hard to reconcile with a loving God. You think, oh, well, I thought this God loved me, and how could this have happened? And, and the theological word for that is theodicy. It is the question of evil. How do we deal with evil, and how do we make sense with that? Because we know we live in a broken world, and in this broken world, broken people sometimes break things, and sometimes those things are us. And so some folks look around and they see all that is broken and all that is wrong. And they may conclude, okay, okay, there's a God, but does this God actually really love us? And on the other hand, there, there are these other folks who, who do believe that there is a God and that this God is loving, but they are not quite sure that this God actually loves them. They know that this God loves other people, they get that, but they're not really sure about themselves. Because sometimes when you know how broken you are, when you live with regret for things that you have done and maybe for things that you still do, it can be hard to believe that God really and truly and actually loves us. I mean, how could God love me? After everything I've done, it's just not possible. I haven't been good enough to earn God's love. There are others sometimes, and... and 
I think they look at it this way. They, they, they may have had like a, a, a side dish of God loves you, but the main course, the main dish was mostly fire and brimstone and that you'd better straighten up because God is going to get you. And you try and love this God and you try to believe that this God loves you, but the truth is you're a little bit afraid that that's just not true because the God that you have heard about, the God you have seen proclaimed in many ways is a God that quite frankly scares you, frightens you. And yet the text, the text reminds us very clearly that there is no fear in love. That love casts out this kind of fear. That fear has to do with punishment. And that if that's really your posture toward God, that you are really just trembling, terrified, afraid of this God, you haven't understood God's love. That, that doesn't mean we don't live in awe of God, God being the one, us being the other, right? It's not an equal relationship. But to understand God's love means that we are not afraid that God is always out to get us. Because the heart of the matter is this, you see... God's love is not dependent upon you or me. God's love is dependent upon God. God loves us because God is love. And I can't help but wonder if, if this is at the root of our problem. You see, when you realize that God loves you, it's a humbling kind of experience. Because when you really realize that God loves you, it, it means that you also realize that God doesn't just love you. That God loves you and you and you and you and every last single one of us. And when you realize that God's love is dependent upon God, then you really realize, oh, wait, that's it. God's love is unconditional, steadfast. It's not dependent upon me. And that God loves me and that God loves everyone. And the text says it this way. The text says... I love, the text says, those who say I love God and hate their brothers and sisters are liars. For those who do not love a brother or sister whom they have seen cannot love God whom they have not seen. The commandment we have from him is this, those who love God must love their brothers and sisters also. And here's what I mean by our problem. You see, we fail to do this, right? We really fail to love people in this way. And I think the reason that we really fail to do that 
Or let me say it this way. I think the evidence is this. We don't fully grasp how much God loves us and how much God loves those around us. And therefore, it is really difficult for us to reciprocate or reflect that kind of love. Because it's just really hard to believe that we can be that loved. If we grasp God's love for us and for others, we would more faithfully love these others that God loves. That's kind of the natural extension. So so to be clear, let me just say this clearly. The point of this sermon is not about us getting better at loving each other. That's not what the sermon is about. Let me just say that clearly. This is not one of those sermons that says, look, you people are lousy at loving each other. We've got to get better at doing this. Come on. I mean, that's a worthy goal, right, to love each other. But that's not the point. The point of this sermon, and I think the point of this text, and ultimately I think the point of the Bible is this. It's very simple. God loves you. God loves us. That's the real struggle. And and when you experience that kind of love, and most often we experience it through each other, right? It's through other people. It's incarnational in that way. But when you experience that kind of love, it changes you and it transforms you. And it transforms how you see the other people around you. I think we could frame the question this way. Have you accepted that God accepts you? This is of first order importance. Have you accepted that God accepts you? That God loves you. Not because of what you have done or what you haven't done. Not because of what you believe or what you don't believe. But that God loves you because this is who God is. God is love. That's the primary, the primary question. Have you accepted God's acceptance of you? And when we accept that love, we can't help but reflect it to other people. We can't help but reciprocate. As the text says, everyone who loves is born of God and knows God. I know you've heard it over and over again, right? You've heard it over and over and over that God loves you. But, but maybe, maybe you need to hear it one more time. Maybe you just need to hear it real clearly without any condition that God loves you. That's it. That's really all I got. It's the whole sermon. It's the good news that God loves you. Amen.
because this love of God draws us together, draws us together with brothers and sisters across the globe. It focuses our prayer this morning. We're, we're over a year into this pandemic that for those of us who live around here um, is at one of its lowest points of spread that it has been in a really long time. Our positivity rate this week was like 0.7 or something in Polk County, which is really, really good. But in much of the world, uh, the pandemic is actually at its worst. Um, in India right now is a terrible, terrible place to be. And so I wanted us to begin this time of prayer, to pray for everyone across the globe, to pray that God may bring an end to this pandemic, to pray that people would do their part to bring an end to this pandemic, to pray that, to give thanks for vaccines and for medication and treatment. But think about that not only here among us, but especially for the whole world this morning. So let us begin our time of prayer with a time of silent prayer. Let us pray. Lord, we are so grateful for your steadfast love. And we are grateful that that love opens our eyes so that we can see brothers and sisters right here in our own community and in our own nation and across this world. We pray, especially this morning, for the whole world that is suffering still from this pandemic. We pray especially for those in places that are most ravaged, especially for those who are unable to get the health care that they need. We pray that you would give them hope and healing and peace. And we pray that your spirit... would remind them on this day that they are loved by you, that they are your children, that we are your children. Help us to remember, O oh Lord, there is never a person that we will meet, not ever, that you do not love. You love us all, and you don't really have favorites. Help us to love each other. Help us to love our brothers and sisters who live close by and those who live far away, those who look like us and those who don't, those who think like us and those who don't. Help us to do these things so that the world might truly know us and know who we are. 
by our love. Because that is how they will know us. That's the only way. It is through that life-giving, reconciling, redemptive love. Sacrificial love. Empower us to be those people, O oh Lord. We pray also for the ones that we carry with us this morning. And if you are home on Zoom, I'm going to invite you to unmute yourself and to offer the names of those who need God's healing and hope. Right. I'm going to repeat the ones that are in the sanctuary so everybody can hear them at home. Bob and Lynn Montgomery. Christy Catlett. Jason and Callie. David Bowman. Are there any others in the sanctuary? And I can repeat them so that they can be heard at home. Ed and Nancy Britton. Jimmy Jim. Pam, I'm sorry. Pam Wells. Oh Lord. Kelsey Gates. David Bauman. Lord, we pray for all those who've been named, those left unnamed, and those unknown to us. We pray that you would make them well. Make them, help them to know that they are loved. We pray all of these things through Christ our Lord the one who has taught us how to pray. And I'll invite all of you at home to unmute yourselves. <clears throat> of you here in the sanctuary, and we'll join our voices together and pray in the way that Christ has taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen.
Okay, so you can see the people who are here now. We will, as a way to sort of wrap up our worship this morning, we will say hello to each other. Harper, if you'll throw up the, there you go. Pass the peace of Christ with each other. There you go. Thank you for that. It has been good to worship with you on this day. It has been good to be together here on Zoom, here in the sanctuary. I'm grateful that we can meet in, in these ways. It is good that we are moving forward in, in the midst of these times and uh, we Pray that things will continue on a good path and uh, that one of these days before too awful long, uh, we'll be able to be together in even more normal ways. So it is good to have been with you. And I know I had a couple of announcements that I wanted to make and I wrote them down and I can't even read my writing. Have you ever done that? <laughs> Chicken scratch. Can't really read it and they're not coming to me. So. Oh, yeah, this is, now I can, yeah, yeah. I just wanted to remind everybody that you can, this is a live Zoom worship service, and you can, so you can watch it via Zoom and participate in that way, or you can watch it live on uh, YouTube, and you can also participate in it live from here in the sanctuary, and that on Monday mornings at 10 a.m., you can begin to sign up for uh, worship in the sanctuary. You can do that by calling the church office or by emailing the church office. And also, uh, for those of you out there who listen to podcasts, you can also download the worship service as a podcast. That's usually not available till, till sometime on Monday, but um, that way you can listen to that, maybe at your own convenience. I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't advise listening to the sermon while you're driving. That uh, might be a bad combination if you drift off while you're driving. That's... Uh, <laughs> You drift off in here, it's probably not that hazardous, right? But anyway, it's been good to be with you. And here is the benediction. May you go in peace to love and serve the Lord. And as you go, remember who you are. You are disciples of Jesus, our Lord and our brother. Children of Almighty God bound together as brothers and sisters through the Spirit. You are the very body of Christ. So may you serve the Lord with gladness all your days. Amen. So if you're on Zoom, I'm going to invite you to feel free to stick around and say hello to each other. If you're in the sanctuary, I'm going to ask you to remain seated for just a minute. And um, I hope everyone has a good week. Thank you so much for